and thank you for uh, joining us for another podcast at the Gospel Rescue Mission. This week we are talking to Ruby Whitaker. She's had a successful six months stay with us and uh, we just wanted to check in and see how God's blessing her and what's going on in her life. So uh, listen in and enjoy. So I am here at the Fixo Family Center um, and we're in the prayer room and I'm visiting with Ruby Whitaker. And Ruby, you have been here for? About six months. Okay. Um, and it's funny because we start talking and it's almost, every time I talk with a resident, it, it's almost like uh, they're just so excited to tell me what, uh, what's going on that we almost have the podcast before we have the podcast. Yes, <laughs> we, definitely. We, we have the interview and tell everybody yes. what's going on. And then I got to go and tell you, tell me all that stuff again. So maybe you can do me this, this favor. T- take us back six months ago. What was going on before you came into the mission? What was going on in your life that, in, and you can be as open as you feel comfortable with, We've only got like four people that listen to this. Um, yes. Four, four people or maybe maybe a thousand, I don't know, <laughs> that listen to this. Um, so you can be as honest and open about that as, as you feel comfortable with. But, um, but tell us a little bit about what was going on in your life that led up to coming to the Gospel Rescue Mission. Well, it all started off codependent. Yes, me and my daughter and my grandson was living together in a house. And we were all doing pretty good. And we became a live-in babysitter. So we decided that's not going to fly anymore. So my daughter says she's going to move out. And I've been trying probably around June looking for apartments. I mean, I only make like $1,076 a month. Okay. And I mean, we put in all my applications everywhere, the, uh, everywhere you could think of. Mm-hmm. And there has been a waiting list, a waiting list, a waiting list, you know, yeah. 45 uh, months, two months, six months. Sure. So uh, we had probably maybe about three months left, and my daughter says, well, I'm going to move, I'm going to move. So at the time, to make a long story short, when we got ready to move, there was no apartment, nowhere to go. So my daughter went up north with her friend, and my grandson's here in Medford living with his fiancés. And me, I'm going, okay, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? You know, I'm sitting here homeless, no, you know, nowhere to go. And so I just started praying and somebody told me about this place called the Mission. Yeah. Well, I, to me, a mission was, you know, dirty, nasty, kind of like being incarcerated. Like, I don't want to go there. Right. But I kind of prayed about it and I'm here. And so I walked in, I would say about six months now, uh-huh. and yes, I was scared. Uh, and you found out how dirty and nasty it is here, right? Yeah, and I walked in, and oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's like a mission. I mean, a mansion. Yeah. I mean, you know, they got all these golden fans running around, there's a great big old fireplace. I mean, you'd almost, and I'm being honest, I mean, I was shocked. Yeah. And I heard that there was... Uh, a person, a name on here that used to live here or bought it or something and they had a lot of money and they actually put money into this place and that's how it became and they've been doing this for a long time. And so I got here and oh, when I first met Amy, Lovejoy, 
I thought, oh my gosh, you know, she's cruel. She just wants to control me. You know, you can't do this, you can't do that. You and can't move. You have to work 30 days, you know. Amy Lovejoy's our women's coordinator. Yes, so she's, she's the, the one that's kind of, it's her job to kind of help get people working through our 30-day program. Yes. So, so yeah, okay. So go go on. So, so obviously she just, you know, oh man, all this work, all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't think I could handle it. So uh, uh, 30 days went by, I got out of the dorm, and so Amy moves me upstairs into this beautiful room, nice big bed, and it all turns out to be that Amy Logan Lovejoy, I started off in here, I smoked cigarettes, yeah. I drank beer, and now after six months, I got a chance to get an apartment, which I was waiting on HUD, yeah. which is a program, you know, where you uh, you only, if you get an apartment for, say, like 800 you only have to pay 400 Right. So here I am waiting on that, too. Well, all of a sudden, like, here it is in April. So my HUD kicks in, and I'm mm -hmm. going, oh, man, this is really working. This is fantastic, you know. Got and my then, HUD voucher. Yay. Yeah. Right. Then I go out and look for apartments, and boom. And so I'm getting an apartment, I got the HUD kicked in, I got $2,000 in a bank, I wow. mean, uh, good food. I mean, if you could see me, guarantee you I'm not skinny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nobody loses weight when they come to the mission. Nobody, yeah. every, everybody eats well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's just, to me, it's been great, and we have chapel every night. And um, at first it was a little boring, but now it's like on weekends, you really miss it because you get yourself into like a little routine and you get really lonely if you don't go to chapel. Yeah. So I think it's the most fantastic thing there ever was, to be honest. It's helped <laughs> well, me, and I'm 60 years old. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to be all broken down. I can't handle this. I'm too old. Well, guess what? I'm still walking, doing good, more healthy than I was when I came in here. <laughs> so in six months, in six months time being here, you have quit smoking. Mm -hmm. How long did you smoke? Oh Before. my gosh. When did you start 60, smoking? 60, at least 30, 40, 30 years. Long start, time. Did you start when you were a teenager? Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so you quit smoking. now. That's an amazing thing. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that said, oh, she didn't really quit. Did you really quit? Yes. Yeah. I got to admit, I won't lie. I cheated one time, and I'm in front of Brian, yeah. and I'll say to the world, <laughs> I actually cheated one time. Yeah. And Amy, this is how nice Amy in this place is. She said, you got one week. She said, you do a clean one, your finest day. I never picked up another one. And it's been the most beautiful thing I ever did. That's amazing. Yeah, That's amazing. so this so, is how great this place is. So then then the chapel thing. So I, And the reason I'm camping on these two things is because these are two of the bigger complaints that we get about our program. Everybody thinks that we have like these really rigid barriers to overcome to get people off the street and everything. And, and the, the big ones that they think are just impossible for people to do is the smoking thing mm -hmm. and, then, uh, and then the chapel thing. Now... Um, were you attending church before you came? Um, to be honest, yeah. kind of more off than on. Okay, okay. So it's yeah. like I got back something I lost a long time ago because I was very good in church. My dad is. Okay. And maybe God kind of 
took me back here. It's kind of... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it's a funny thing because I, I get that a lot from people who, when they, when they first come in, they're, they're really like, oh man, they make us go to chapel. And people from the outside kind of look and go, what, you make them go twice a day to chapel? Six days a week? What's the matter with you people? You know, and all this stuff. And, and it's like, and we don't withhold food from you or anything crazy if you don't attend or, or whatever, but we do make you attend, you know? I mean, you still have to go. But um, inevitably, what I find, even with people who don't, who wouldn't say, yeah, I'm a full-on believer and all this kind of stuff. I often I get this, you know, they'll say, you know what, though, I, I really kind of enjoy them. And, and, I, and I feel like, I feel kind of lonely if I didn't make it to them. And, and, it's, and it's really a good thing, you know. They, they go, you know, at first that was a little overwhelming. But then, you know, after a while, I got to where I was kind of liking it, you know, and stuff. And, and so that's, you know, you and I, I mean... Um, did we talk, I mean, apart from, apart from the little conversation we were having before we came in there, how many times have you and I talked in your entire six months of staying here? Oh, geez, I think maybe only three times. Yeah, yeah. and most of that just in passing, right? Yeah, that was just yeah. kind of passive by, say yeah. hi when you walk in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't know any of this about you. You know, I mean, right. I, I pay attention to our 30-day program. I can kind of see people who are, who are you know, making progress and everything, but... Um, but, you know, I mean, so it's kind of a risk, you know, I'm going, okay, I'm going to put a microphone on you and, and, and you can say anything you want, you know, I mean, you, you could say absolutely anything about this place. And it's funny because I, I almost always get this kind of a story, you know, it's, it's this kind of a tale that, that people tell about their stay at the mission that, that they go, you know, everything that I thought at first, you know, it, it was, a, it was a, a rough adjustment that first week. But once I kind of figured out what was going on and figured out what was expected and kind of figured out how to do it, then the second week was easier and the third week was easier. And after a while, I forgot that it was even part of, you know, something to do. It just became part of my routine. Yeah. And that's kind of what I hear and you say, you know, in a way. And, and, um, and yeah, everybody comes in with a different thing. You know, some people come in here and get jobs uh, some people, like in your case, coming in, they're, they're just going, you know, hey, I, I only make so much in Social Security, and uh, finding a home is not an easy thing to do. Uh, of course, you can afford a lot more of a home when you've got a HUD, uh, a HUD voucher available to you, which then moves you in. You can start looking in places that maybe you weren't looking before, and that's kind of helpful, um, I, you know, I, I think. But uh, at the same time, yeah, it's just the housing market's tight. And it's tied everywhere. Um, and, and, you know, I try and figure out how you're going to survive on, you know, 1100 bucks a month. Um, most of probably our audience doesn't have to do that every day. Most of our audience um, maybe even has never had to do that. You know, I'm, I'm sure there are some in our audience that, that would do that. Uh, you know, that, that have had to do that in their lifetime. That's probably why they're in part fans of the mission and supporters mm -hmm. of the mission. You know, for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm always looking to get somebody to a place of independence, as independent as you can possibly be. And, um, and so f to me, the beauty of like pairing you up with a HUD voucher and, and everything is that 
okay, now you're, yeah, you're kind of getting some subsidies for your housing and everything, but that's also allowing those, the, the extra monies that you have to be spent in the community as you're buying food and groceries and going to the movie theater or whatever, or, you know, uh, paying for your vehicle or, you know, or, or whatever, you know, traveling back and forth. I mean, buying clothes here in town, this is, it, it all helps the economy here in, in Grants Pass, and that's super important. But uh, what's even more important than that is just that you, who were stuck in this bind before, looking at, you know, what am I going to do? We've all become codependent on each other. You recognize it. You knew something had to change. You tried to change it. And the system really isn't set up for you to change it very easily. It takes a lot of hard work to change, you know, to, to move away from codependence and, and everything. And that's where the mission, coming to the mission, can really help you find that way, getting free from that and getting a little bit of money in savings and get that kind of thing. Well, that's really good. So tell me, tell me something really bad about your stay here. Something that if you said, oh man, the, the gospel rescue mission is bad here or really needs to fix this part of their program. Tell me something about that. Well... I'm throwing you on the spot here, so you, know, I know. you can make something up, and or this is gonna you can go tell me nothing or whatever. And the only one I'm really uh, concerned about, which Amy Lovejoy knows me very well now, is sometimes I think the RAs they had here, which is not, I don't think it would be Brian or the coordinators or any of them because they don't know what's going on in here. So I do think sometimes they were kind of like, I wear the badge because they're the RA. But you know, Amy kind of talked to them for a little bit and they had the same problems maybe I had or some other. Uh, you know, lonely, had nobody out there to talk to. Sure. You know, homeless. And so maybe a little chip on their shoulders. So they had to you know, release it the best way they know how to release it. Yeah. And um, outside of that, um, and, and if you really get to know the program, I was just telling Amy the other day, I said, now it's like I would preach to some of the girls that comes in. I'll say, you know, if you really think about Brian and this program here, there's some people out there maybe that has never been taught to get up in the mornings. They forgot. Yeah. They don't even know how to dress to get a job, yeah. you know, to be clean. They don't know how to talk to get a job, you know. Uh, some of them don't even... And or apply for a house, uh, you yeah. know, an apartment or something exactly. like that. I mean, you, you, whether it's getting a job, you have to do an interview somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, applying for a home or, or getting into a job or, or whatever, you know. I mean, so, so just that ability to... Communicates pretty pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. You know that's funny because uh, the, the 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 RAs is another is another you know common area source of source of frustration among the residents um, that it happens from time to time. Not all of them, you know, and everything, and it, it kind of happens cyclically here in a way. Um, but I always try and help people remember that you know our RAs are resident assistants. They're assistants who are residents. Uh, themselves and and who also assist the other residents. So it's kind of like this double meaning in the RA thing. But yeah, you know, three months ago, six months ago, they were in the same spot you're in. 
Um, yeah. And so. and you know they were they were in the same broken place that you were at you know in in one way or another and and uh, you know if you you know they didn't get they didn't get to that spot because they really excelled in lots of management skills and and you know and people you know dealing with difficult people skills or any of that kind of stuff we've kind of thrust somebody who doesn't have those skills into that position. Uh, just because we see potential and because we, we see the, the, you know, the, the potential to learn those skills, but, but also um, because the RAs know, because the RAs are your peers, they, can, they also know what's happening here. I mean, staff isn't here 24-7. The RAs are so you know they can pull the wool over my eyes or, or you know Greg's eyes or or Amy's eyes or whatever, but they're not going to pull the wool you know or a resident's not going to pull the wool over an RA's eyes and vice versa you know because they all live together, mm-hmm. and so we use kind of we take advantage of that dynamic um, and and let them speak into that and and of course. Uh, they're not perfect at it. They're they're always learning. They're, the the propensity to fail is there. Uh, they're, they're struggle. They struggle with it. They're trying to deal with the all the challenges of being a resident assistant and all the struggles of all the other residents while they're still trying to work through the problems of their life, the things that led them here. So the tendency to you know do it in a broken way sometimes is is there. Um, but we just kind of continue to coach them and work them through it. And, and at the same time, we take the residents themselves, when they get frustrated with the RAs, um, go, hey, you know what? You're always going to work around somebody who's frustrating. Can you do good even if they're not doing good? Can you follow the program and do the right thing even if everybody else isn't? And usually I can get a resident to go, once they, once they, are, they think it through in that context, they'll go, yeah, I, I'm committed to try and do right even if they fail, great, then we don't have a problem. You know, then, then it's frustrating, and I know it's frustrating, but sometimes life is frustrating. It's okay to live with a little frustration, you know, and we'll work through that together. And now, think about this. You went through all of that frustration, and you did it without smoking and without drinking. You didn't use anything. You didn't use any of the, those things that were your crutches before for... The last 60 years or so, you know, that you know, uh, at least 45 of the last 60 years or so, you know, uh, you 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 didn't need any of those things. You learned to do it all on your own. How awesome is that? You know, that's pretty awesome because now I have a tendency to preach to others as I think I'm preaching to myself too. Sure. Of saying, you know, it's I understand getting back to the RAs too. I understand them more than probably most of them in here. Yeah, we had a few up and downs, but usually nine times out of ten, I'll talk to them and they can relate to me like yeah, almost like a mom or something. Yeah, and then we get along. Yep. But um, I was telling them the hardest thing I had to do was taking care of my dad too. Was handling things sober, like maybe that's what's wrong with half the world out there. Yeah. is they can't and this place here gives you the opportunity to do that yeah you know that you can't cover up your heart or, or whatever's inside of you yeah and so doing it soberly i think is more awesome because you can focus you know you can focus on your jobs you can focus on this you're not focusing on all the bad stuff you yeah know? And this wow. is also, I think, is what this mission has given me and will probably continue giving others 
due to the fact that we do have the chapel where we've cried, we've talked, and uh, it has taught you how to handle things soberly. Yeah. You know, and the getting up and stuff, I mean, you know, like I was saying, you know, you have to, unfortunately, work and make money in this world. So it teaches you to uh, have responsibilities and independent, like mm -hmm. you were saying. Mm -hmm. And I think it helps others. And it's, it's even helped me. So I, th I think it's, you know, I mean, I'm not just saying this because I'm getting interviewed, but in my position, I probably would have been on the street trying to figure out how am I going to get a, you know, a house. Yeah. I've been warm. I'm definitely fed. Uh, I has friends here talking to, you know, and it's not like I've been beat up here, you know. Right. And the place is clean. We clean like 24-7. I know, man. This <laughs> is, I got to admit, this is the most cleanest mission I have ever gone to. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I got a pimple one time, and I, I was calling my daughter. She goes, Mom, it's a mission pimple. I said, no. I said, this is the cleanest <laughs> mission. I said, we, we, we clean, clean, clean all the time, <laughs> which is a big blessing. We do our sheets every week. I mean, this place and the food, I got to admit, you pay 100 bucks a month for food, you ain't going to make it ever out there on that. It's nope. excellent because... You get three meals a day, you get fruits, you get meats, you get, you know, it may not be exactly what you want, but most of the time it is what you want. Yeah. And you're healthy. Yeah. You know, most missions, I mean, you better look at the loaf of bread to see if there's any mold on it. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, it's, the food here is excellent. And the uh, guys over there at the men's mission cooks it for us. I mean, how awesome! I you know, know, I know. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you often sit there and go, "Man, are you kidding me, man? You get your you get three hot meals prepared for you every day. <laughs> you know, you, you what 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 is there not to like about that? And they're good meals. You know, and that's that's the uh, th that's just so cool. Well, you know what? It's um, you know this is this is a great place, and and I love and I'm so happy Ruby to be a great place for you. You know, I'm glad that it was a really great place for you, in in your stay here. You know, so many people. I mean, the those people that come in and don't last a week, they have they have a month's worth of stuff to say about the mission that's negative, uh, even though they were only in for a couple of days. Uh, and they run out and blab to everybody and say all kinds of bad stuff. And I'm always like, man, you know what? Some people will tell me, I don't hear anything good about the mission. And I go, man, I don't hear anything bad about the mission. But it's just because I talk to different people, you know? I mean, mostly I talk to the people who are working in the program and, and who are working their way through the program. And, uh, and you're one of those. And, and again, it's one of those great reasons. I know this, you know, Amy has been... Um, such a uh, a joy to have and to work with as a co-worker she works really hard she's she this lady absolutely loves all of you girls so much and she's tireless at it and i am just i've got nothing but good to say about her you know in in that we've got the best staff on the planet uh we couldn't do it without all of them and uh and we serve a good god you know who who cares for us and stuff i mean i remember the days when uh, when we were 
when we offered a lot less than what we offer today Amen. and when we when we do a lot less than what we do today and god has really done great things here and and it's a it's a pleasure as a staff member to be a part of that and to to uh, share in your joy as you're getting ready to leave, right? Yeah, hopefully so. <laughs> so so you, you, you found a place? Yes, all I'm waiting on is a piece of paper saying I'm on disability. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. but you know, it's like, I don't know if I could have done it without being in here or not. I think I would have not done it as much as being in here, yeah. because I've had a lot of support. You know, yeah. Amy even, her 30-day reviews, you know, just continue your uh, housework every week, you know, continue that. Uh, and that right there is what gave me my apartment. You know, it's like, you guys don't hold us down. You give us a chance to go out and get an apartment, work search, uh, uh, all, all that work search, housing, uh, all of that, yeah, you know, yeah. and you get the mail here. I mean, for somebody to say that it's real bad, I think it's just because they didn't get their way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the only thing I could say. Yeah. Or, so, yeah. So do me this favor. I, I ask this to just about every every interviewee uh, that I that I get to visit with. So imagine there's somebody listening to this, um, and this is the first that they ever got to hear of somebody from the mission, from the inside. And they're thinking, man, I might need to stay at the mission. You know, things are going bad for me. Um, and, and I've heard a lot of bad stuff about the mission, or maybe, maybe I haven't heard anything about the mission, you know, but I'm still scared, you know. Um, what would you say to that person right now? I would say that you have to get up in the mornings, but just think, you would have to get up if you would have to work, unless you're on some kind of retirement plan, you know. Sure. And you have to work to get that. <clears throat> uh, for $100 a month, you can't beat it. And I would say come in, give it a shot, and stay more than just a week. Yeah. G you know, give it at least 30 days, a yeah. month, two months. Because it's going to take that long for you to renew yourself, get and, things going. And the first thirty days, there's not. We don't even charge. We don't even charge for the food program. Yeah. I mean, your first thirty days is just free. Yeah. Right. Just come in and, and and learn about us and enjoy and stay, and uh, and everything. That's great. That's that's great. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think it's just be patient. Come in, check it out. Stay a little longer than a week or two. You know, um, actually, six months is about a, is about the right length of time for most people that come in here. You know, I think it takes it takes a good six months just to kind of figure out. Amen. You know, when you're faced with all these choices, which one do I start with first? And all of them are saying, "I'm first. I get the attention first. But you can't do all of them at the same time. So you have to narrow it down and go, what's the one thing that I do that I can do that if I do this thing, it'll make everything else easier or unnecessary. I can walk with that. Mm -hmm. I can begin to, to you know, start, start ordering my life and prioritizing my life in a way that will get me to the place that I want to be. Uh, because certainly the things that got me here won't get me there, right? It's going to take something new. I'm going to need something new. And that's what we do here. We kind of try and help you focus help you order things out, help you think it through, uh, not with the intention of bossing you around, but with the intention of trying to help you flourish. And we see a lot of people leave here really well. You know, I mean, every year, that's good. 
Well, yeah, that's like Amy told me. I mean, if you sat here, if you could do it, all you have to do is just quit smoking. Yeah. And get up at five in the morning. Hey, what's the deal, you know? Yeah. You can walk out of here in two, you know, say $1,000 a month. You can walk out of here $12,000 in the end. You could. Amy said, you, you know, like she said, you can walk out with a big fat checking account. Yep. If you already got an income. Yep. I mean, it's that simple. Yep. Get yeah. you, get all your bills caught up. Get your, get, oh, you know, man. walk out with a vehicle and a world. place and whatever you need. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you can gladly, you can easily do it here. Well, that's exactly why we do what we do, and um, and you know, again, Ruby, it's just fantastic to to see you uh, really thriving here, and uh, so so I really appreciate you taking the time to visit with me, and um, you know, this is this is your story is what I want every donor to hear, every person that that, that thinks about what are we doing here at the Gospel Rescue Mission. Uh, what what happens to my money when I donate to the Gospel Rescue Mission? I'll tell you what happens. Rubies happen. You know, exactly, you know, yeah. we, we may not make gold out of it, but we make rubies. <laughs> yes, and, you uh, do. Amen. And that's fantastic. Maybe that'll sell. I don't know. I was a little cheesy, but uh, you know, but you know what? It's so cool because uh, because this is exactly what this is the this is the best kind of outcome that we always hope for, and that that happens with us you know, all too often. We're really proud of you. And we'll be here for you if things, you know, for whatever reason don't work out exactly right. Uh, we'll come back and we'll try and get you in the right path again, you know. And my, our hope is that, is that uh, we just get to see each other next time when we're out at the park or shopping downtown or whatever. And you can just continue to hear about all the good things going on in your life. And we're really glad that uh, the Lord's blessed you. Yes, it has. I got one more thing to say. That's another sure. thing here. Yeah. Is if you uh, leave. Yeah. And for some odd reason you get angry, and if you could, you know, like do the whatever they want you to do, you're welcome to come back. Yep. A room, a place warm. Yeah. I mean, that takes a lot. Okay, man, you got mad, you left. Okay, you made a bad choice. You could come right back and try it one more time, but you got to follow the little rules and everything's fine. You Isn't know, that now that is awesome. Isn't that great? You know, that's that's another thing. It's, you're exactly right again. You know, the the idea for us, repentance goes a long ways. Mm -hmm. All you got to do, if, if somebody, a former resident has stomped out of here and made a big scene, had a fit and fell in it or whatever, and been asked to leave because of it or, or, or whatever, or just stomped out on their own, all we ask is, hey, come back and go, you know what? I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I will commit to not do it again. I acknowledge that what I did was, you know, not cool, and, and, uh, and, and I'll commit to not do that again, and, you know, if you just give me another chance. It's pretty much as easy as that, you know? I mean, yeah. you know, we, we might ask for a clean UA. We might ask you for, you know, um, you know some, some help out up front for some of that stuff or whatever, but, um, but we, we would rather have you in than not have you in. You know, I mean, we'd rather, if, we'd rather have you here than have you out on the streets. So we're always looking for ways to get people in and to keep them in. So, well, hey, you know, thank you for having such a great attitude and, and just, you know, the encouragement from, from all of that. And I'm excited to see where the Lord's going to take you in uh, in your you know in all the new endeavors moving into a new place and and all that kind of stuff I'm confident that that uh, that if not this house the next house we'll we'll find it it'll it'll come up um, and um, you know I think that it's it's people with uh, the right attitude and who come at it from the right 
place in their heart that uh, really will will succeed and do well. So um, God bless you and thanks again. God bless you and thank you so much, Brian. All right, you're welcome. Well, there you have it. It's another podcast in the whole. This is my interview with Ruby Whitaker. We thank you all for uh, for listening and, and checking us out. And we ask that you would continue to pray for Ruby and and uh, as as the Lord continues to walk with her uh, in her journey. Um, if this podcast has just struck a chord home with you or you're listening and and maybe been inspired or encouraged, would you please take the time to share it with your friends and tell people about it? Like us on Facebook, follow us on on, uh, Instagram and and on iTunes, make a comment, leave a uh, some kind of uh, uh, feedback for us. We just love that. And of course, you can always follow us at grantspassmission.org. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.